word. That's it. Wow. No jokes. I get it. We're going to do something different this month. Is that all right by y'all? All right, let's go home. Just kidding. Hey, by now, y'all are all getting the message because Luke posted it last night, and y'all came anyway. So for that, I'm thankful. So we can't even use the joke that y'all could have stayed home. But... I did respond to flashlight. I did respond to Luke's text and say, "Wait a minute. I said yes yesterday, but I'm feeling like there's a pattern going on because the last 3 times I believe that you were like, "I'm stuck at work. It's family Sunday." I'm like, "Wait." And I remember back in the day like where Luke would bring up a rocking chair and break out that colorful kid's Bible and all the kids would sit around and he'd be like, Shh, straight for the kids. And I don't know how to do that. So I said, I feel like you've been bailing on that to me. And be a, so, so here we are. So uh, I spent the week in the woods trying to work on a message to talk to little ones. So this morning, uh, I want everyone that will come, child age and teenage age, <clears throat> Even if you came in holding hands with your girlfriend, you know who you are. You can still come sit up here and be part of Family Sunday if you don't mind. So I will take all of the kids. If you, you can sit right across here. I need you. Chris, sit down, buddy. That's not you. There, see? And if we got to move these poinsettias, no problem because we can do that. Oh, Wow. All right, that's a party going on right here. So I'm going to rock, paper, scissors. Hang on, I'll move that out of your way, buddy. So I said, no, no problem. I can, I, I can do one or the other, right? I can, I can talk to kids, but then I feel like I alienate you, and it's a Sunday morning. So then I said, all right, well, well that's a whole lot more than I – I still got to get up there somehow. <clears throat> so – I like it, though. Don't get me wrong. Um, And I have something for y'all to do. But I said, you know, this was my prayer all week long. I said, Lord, you know, if I bring, you know, a message that is more applicable to kids this age, you guys are going to be like, yes, we will make it to Mexican before Elkview Baptist. But I want you to leave with something that is worthy of you as well. So I don't know how it's going to look as most of my messages look. But if you can read, I want you to raise your hand. No, no, the question is, can you read? Not if you will, but if you can. You can. Well, you definitely can, and your voice is loud. Hold that, sir. Ladies, since I got with you beforehand, I've asked. I got your deep voice today. Look at that smile. Where'd all your teeth go? You talking back to your mom? Uh, Hang on, I got to go over here for a minute. There, there we go. Dawson, can you read? No, he can't. He can't? Okay. Did he already tell you that, or you just make some grand assumptions? You, sir, you can read? You can read? Man, I feel like I got, oh, two more hands, two more papers. Oh, I'm sorry. 
All right, so here's what we're going to... Wait, I got a microphone. All right. What happened? Some good-looking kids, aren't they? And all y'all are looking at your own going, if y'all only knew. We do. We do. We understand. All right, so this morning we're going to talk about Jesus being our guiding light. And um, uh, the most, the first one that I want to start with, and I want to come back to, so this is not goof off time. Don't be a sixth grader. You know what we say. Read it out loud, please, sir. Wait a minute. Hang on, we didn't pay the sound guy enough this morning. Stand by. It says it's on. I got a green light. Oh, you're disconnected? See, that's the beauty of doing ministry is that the devil gets up as early as we do, and he loves to screw with technology. Some of the stuff, when it gets out of our control, it is there's nothing that you can do about it, and it's okay. Uh, we thought when we moved down here to buy this system was going to be a great idea, and it's proven that it was an okay idea, but the follow-through on, you know, it does things like this, and it's not going to stop. Thankfully, I know that he's got the loudest mouth probably this side of Pinch Elementary, so stand up and read that out loud, please, while we wait for this thing to come on. Thank you. Where'd that come from? Don't say that paper. Perfect. Who's next? Sit down, please. Anybody? We've got no microphone, so you're going to have to step it up. Nobody? Everybody's like, I can read. What about you, sir? Can you stand up and read out loud? All right, do it. And our ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right, or when you turn to the left. Who's that from? Isaiah thirty twenty one. Thank you, sir. Are you in panic mode? You, here, I'll, you want to read it? You want me to get somebody else? Understand, understand. I understand. It happens. Yeah. My bad. My bad. I got like four minutes out of it. I feel suitable. All right, who's next? Somebody. You, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes, ma'am. Go. Trust the Lord in all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all the acknowledge him, and he will make your straight into your path. Yes, go. Psalms 33, 4. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will place for you with my eyes upon you. Who hasn't read? Go. All right, sir. I know you can be loud. Psalms 
Thank you. Who's left? Who's left? Is it you, sir? Do it. Stand and do it. Who's left? You do? Do it. Use your loud voice. We are led by the Spirit of God, the Son of God. Where's that from? Romans 8.32. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Did you read yours, sir? Okay. You have it. Thank you. Thank you. Man, said everybody? Can anybody tell me what any of that stuff means? Any one central theme? This is the most important. <laughs> thank you. But Jesus is always the right answer. Like, I don't know, Jesus. What are you preaching about? Sin. So I'll let you listen to me because sometimes y'all were a little bit quiet. But the first one says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. He leads the humble in what is right and he teaches the humble his way. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. I got two more. You can't bust my theme yet. For all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. And my favorite was, you make known to me the path of life in your presence, there is the fullness of joy at your right hand, are pleasures forevermore. And lastly, Psalm 119, which we've heard a million times, says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. Now, after hearing them all again, quickly and loudly, can y'all figure out what the passage of all of that has in common? Yes. Wow. You a microphone. That was good. What about you, sir? Okay. And then what? And then what? I mean, yes, your answer is correct. Okay, good enough. Yes, sir. Ooh, word. That'll preach. Anybody else? You all agree with that? Every passage that you read says that when we become a Christian, God will light our way. Where is it going to light our way to? Like McDonald's or what? Because they got the golden arches, and you can already see them. What? Yes? Anybody else? Yes, sir. 
to heaven. I like it. I agree with you, sir. All right, y'all can stay with me right here for a moment because I, I like y'all here, but I want to shift gears for just a moment and probably only a minute or seven. But I had to, um, I had to move that, you know, because that 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 word, all of that is stuff that you guys have heard multiple times, and I said, man, I, I've got to figure out how to make it matter in an adult life because the things that matter to children are not the things that matter to us. I mean, they, they rely upon us, you know, for all of their stuff. Um, so they're not hanging out in a storm. They're not looking for that pathway to be guided. All, all they have to know is I'm just coming with mom and dad. So at this age, it's great to start instilling that understanding in them. That way, when they get to your age, um, when they start to deal with troubles, trials, or questions in life, um, then they're good. But so, so I, I read that first one was my first favorite this week. And uh, Luke texted me while I was in the woods. And so I had an abnormal amount of time because I wasn't seeing anything. Uh, or I was w- watching my phone. One of the two were happening, but I, so I, and I only had a really abnormal downloaded version of the Bible on my phone, which is awesome because uh, it wasn't easy to read, but I, I was able to get through it. But my favorite was was reading that that says, thy word is a, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I said, you know, that's fantastic. But it started to, it, it, it led me back over to Romans 12 which says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I have always loved and hated that at the same time, right? Because if we read through that without studying it, we read through that quickly and it's hard to settle in for a minute because um, I don't know about y'all, but I don't use terms like I've just been renewing my mind. Like I renew a lot of things, like I renew my tags or things like that. But the renewal of my mind has always been weird. And it's always been one of those fun things to study. And then it gave me a circle all the way back because that's what came to my mind because I've read that the renewing of your mind comes from reading the word. And the more that you read the word, the more that your mind is renewed. So, you know, understanding that if, if the more I read the word, the better off that I am. And then I read, I set it down over there that Jesus is the, 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 your word is the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. Here, play with this. We forgot we brought props. Here, you hold this. There, there we go. Idle hands, my bad. I forgot about, if he hits you in the eye, that's his mom and dad over there. So I said, oh, okay, but Romans 12, 2 is nice. And so, yes, obviously we should be reading the word for the renewing of our mind. Why? Because thy word is the light unto my feet and the lamp to my path. And how do we make this applicable again to adults, right? So I got it um, that what, don't shine it in anybody's eyes though. Um, What should we be, why does it matter? Why does it matter in our path? Well, we've got an objective. As adults, we've got an objective. Do you agree with that? We have an objective of the minute that we become Christians, we have an objective and we have a place that we're headed, but we just, we, we, we know how to get there, but, but you know, whatever. <clears throat> John eight twelve says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I find that to be awesome and humbling at the same time, because it says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but where do I follow if he is not my light? If he is within me, 
He becomes my light. But then it brings me back to Ephesians 2.10, which is probably one of my favorite that says, uh, for we are his workmanship, which means that even as awkward as I might be, even, even as strange as, as I might be, God created me to be me. God created you to be you. That's what it is. There's no comparing to others. It doesn't matter. But he created me, his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. But why? For good works. It says, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So the proof is that God has prepared something for me to do every day. On my journey of beginning to end, God has prepared something for me to do. That's what it says. Now, how do I know how to get there? Is I can't be conformed to the world, but I got to be transformed by the world of the renewing of my mind so that I can test and discern what the will of God is. I have to know that I'm stepping and walking in the will of God that I'm headed in that direction so I know that I'm going the right way, but I have to go back. The only way that I can do that is God is lighting my path. When here's the part that, that says, I am the light. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So he, here's where I was at probably, I think it was Tuesday that he texted me. I said, how do I put all that together? Because, you know, telling kids follow the Lord is easy because they don't know what that means. Telling adults, on the other hand, to follow the Lord is also easy to say. But the moment that you get started in that, you start to hit those troubling times. You start to get into the midst of drama that you have to start picking, you know, what is what. And here's where we're at. I need heaven. Wow. That was awkward. Aaron, we'll take you instead. You, sir, I need to come stand over this way. I was looking at you, but I know you're at that age where uh, you don't want to be seen. I need you to stand up right here in this corner, and all us kids are going to point and laugh at you. Right here. Stand. Don't fall off. you got to stand on here. But we need to be able to see you. We need to be able to find you. So I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty quick when I get tasked with preaching. I'm pretty quick to go, all right, God, that's cool. You know, it's what I'm called to do. I am all about it. Um, But I want it to be fruitful at all times. I want, you know, no matter what I do and say that I need it to be your words and not mine, whether it's 10 and a half minutes, which today is going to be, or it's two and a half hours. But trying to mix, um, I I got a couple of kids. Thankfully, I've got an amazing wife that I don't ever have to deal with my own kids. I don't know if y'all have ever noticed that. So like the unruly time where you're trying to pay attention, but your kids are acting a fool and you're in church, but some, for some reason, the pastor decides, put put the flashlight down, but for some reason, the pastor decides it's a great idea to have Family Sunday where we leave all the kids in here so that nobody gets to understand what's happening. I love them for it, and I think it's a very valuable thing, but it's super hard for moms and maybe some of y'all dads. It's never been terrible for me because I'm usually not here present in my mind. Anyway, thank you, sir. You're doing a good job. You can't come down yet. You are heaven to me in a minute, though, but I got to make sure that everything is kosher. So I said, Lord, I, I am down about it, but but I'm, I'm in the woods for the next couple of days, which should be the most amazing time to have conversation with the Lord and to beg and plea and say, what do you want me to preach about? And so I find myself in an awkward position. Yes, I, I do have a so I find myself in an awkward position of, you know, everything is go where I tell you to go. I lead your way. My word is a lamp unto your feet. That's what I'm getting in the woods. But I've got not enough service. 
I have enough service to maybe send a text message, but I can't Google anything, so I have to use the downloaded version of, uh, I think it was the ASV, which is like a King James, but like from Philadelphia. Like, it's strange. Try to read that. So I'm trying to go through all this stuff of all the passages, but so, so here, all week long, this, this is my scenario. So I know that in our life, what did all these passages mean, that, that, that Jesus is the light unto my path, that we are trying to go one way, right? These kids understand. Can y'all imagine for a minute that Mr. Aaron back there is heaven? Well, I think that if you were heaven, ha-ha, probably is not. I mean, we're all trying to get there, Okay. So we're all trying to make it to heaven. Here's the problem, right? Here's the problem in society. Once we learn of something, we are very preparatory. We want to have everything our way figured out, and then we're going to go on a path. Like if any of y'all have ever traveled with children, um, moms like to pack all of the stuff and go through all of the days and all of those things and like have a good plan, know where you're going, GPS. Back in the day when I was a kid, we used to use MapQuest. We had to print it out. And when you were driving down the road, you're like, was that? I don't know. What's the, we didn't have those pictures. Yes, I'm 41. But we know the destination that we're going. So let's figure out why Aaron is sitting up there. Here's the deal. Aaron is heaven, right? And when we become a Christian, we want to go to heaven. But everything about God's word says that we have to read his word because it will tell us how to get there, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, but everything that you read says our pathway to eternal life, which is heaven, which today, this morning, is back that way, says, comes in his word. From the adult's perspective, heaven is our home, but living our life according to his will, we have to take his steps and his paths. Can I borrow my flashlight for a moment? How bad? Oh, it's hot. So here's the problem. We like to have all of that figured out beforehand. Are all the children accounted for? Okay. So here's the, here's, here's the problem. We got a little light over there. That's hell, and it looks enticing. <clears throat> we can't see heaven right now, right? So, as a society in life, we know we want to go that way, so we start devising our own plan. But here's how we want Jesus to guide our path we want Jesus to guide our path straight to heaven. Let me go this way so I'm not blinding those. We want everything, we want to be able to see from beginning to end to our journey from here to there already set out. You know what that means? We've got no problems in between here and there. We've got no problems between here and there because we can see what life has ahead of us. Well, guess what? We don't have that. And here, here is where I was at this week, right? I'll come around here where y'all can see. Um, but here's where I was at this week. I Do it. All right. Oh, we're losing children's. All right, stay with me for a minute. So here all week long, I I had to go from a campground uh, because we didn't have, and I had to go to my tree stand, and it was about a mile and a half away. And yes, at 250 pounds, I did walk a mile, but then it was uphill. I knew where my tree stand was at, but I didn't know how to get there. I knew how to get there, but it was dark. And so this is what God gives us when he says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. This is not bright enough to shine over, to see where I want to go. What I have to do, and this is the part that really started to hurt my feelings, that this is the part for adults. How do we look at that? God's word says, I will show you right here. That's my feet. We have to have enough trust in Jesus to take one step at a time. 
The minute I put that light right there up, it doesn't shine like this one does. That's not what God gives us. God gives us this because he wants us why? He wants us to trust that we are going in the direction that he says. Because if I can see too much like this, I can just bebop my own way. And as I get across the room, I start thinking I'm doing that on my own. Well, God says, no, sir, that's not how this works. Your journey is full of trusting me. There doesn't need to be a time that I step away from my trust in the Lord. So I need to have this little hat light that I call the word of truth that will get me to not only my tree stand, because I'm scared of the dark if you ask my wife. I do carry a flashlight most all the time. But this is God's word, and it only shines here. Hey, lost the children. Hopefully, I've still got the adults. And that's okay. That was, let me turn on the lights. So all week long, that was what brought me back every morning. Heaven, you can come down to earth. Thank you. I just needed a object for my object lesson. So every ounce of that came every morning where I knew where I wanted to go. I didn't want to go up that hill, um, but with a guy hunting on public land, you do what you got to do. And I knew that I needed to get to that ridge because I didn't see any deer the day before, so it has to be today, right? But I knew where I needed to go, but I that's all I had right here, one step at a time. So I know that it's massively early, but my point is one. My point is one, and it's a takeaway for you adults. Um, kids, you can go sit down. Thank you for your help. You were wonderful. That includes you and teens. Thank you. I noticed these two front row Baptists here didn't. They're like, object lesson, Justin, I'm not doing it. So here's my question. While the praise team, y'all can come back up. I want to be done here in a minute. All right, put this back down in your way. So here's my question. As we get into the, what should be the greatest time of year um, is the most chaotic and hectic. From Thanksgiving to the end of the year, we are in turmoil. We are making sure that are we doing enough for our kids? Are we buying enough? Are we doing this? Are we, are we making sure that these people's feelings, whatever? We'll, I, I would say that this is the time of the year that we lose sight of really what matters in life. But this is not the time of year where people stop having drama or problems or turmoil. And oftentimes we stop and turn away. So my, my question for you this morning is, are you trusting in the Lord for your next step? Are you stuck? Um, because I don't know anybody else's situation other than my own. So this is something that you have to ask yourself as you dig into the word, as you dig into your prayer time, as the old timers would say, when you steal away to pray, are you in a season in life that you don't know what is next for you? Because at that moment is the time where you look and go, God, fine, I don't have to have this. I would love this. I would love that massive Q-beam spotlight that will show me where I need to head. But God's word will give you this. And you need to take it. And you need to say, Lord, you win. You provide light to my feet. So I can see the pathway and that very next step. That's all that matters. Because the minute that you trust him with the first step, you realize it's got nothing to do with me. And then you trust him with the second step. 
and the thing that you thought could never be suddenly becomes the thing. And every step leads you closer to, oh, that's what I wanted to do anyway, which God already knew because he wants to give you those desires, but he said you have to take that first step because you wanted it to be about you, and I need you to know that it's about me. So my question for you as we end this week, this morning, is are you in one of those spots? And if not, you will be. It won't be long. Something will come up uh, that you're just like, I'm going to go that way. I don't know why. Get into his word continually. It's crazy the renewing of your mind will bring you to the right passage. Where do you start? doesn't matter. God's word will appear to you, and it will be 100% applicable to the problem that you may be having at the time on a passage that you've read 100 times. So the homework is yours, not mine, because I'm living in that homework myself. Um, Where do you stand? Do you trust him with your next step? Stand with me. There's a room.